Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book study. My name is Monica, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, the 4th of July, happy 4th, 2014. And today we are reading from the big book. We're in the chapter, Into Action. We are on page 87, and we are on the last paragraph that begins as we go through. And the share code, oh, today's readers are 12 Steps, Miriam, 12 Traditions, Renata, Karen M, Sharon R.S. And the share code for yesterday, Thursday, the 3rd of July is, and I don't have it written down, I'm sorry, I'll have to go back to it. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Miriam to please read the 12 steps. Thank you, Monica. This is Miriam calling from Israel. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our life has become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Thoughts through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overreaders and to practice His principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much and I pass. Thank you, Miriam. I will now ask Renata to please read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Monica. Renata, Recovered Compulsive Reading, New York. Good morning, everyone. Uh, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon our 
OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there's but one ultimate authority, the loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other OA groups as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such are never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Then, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name will never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity of level of press, radio, and film. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thanks and I'll pass. Thank you, Renata. And the share code for yesterday, Thursday, the 3rd of July, is 6598. 6598. And how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we are resuming our study of the big book. We are in the chapter Into Action. We are on page 87, the very last paragraph that begins as we go through. And I am going to ask Karen M. to please start reading for us. Yes, good morning, Monica. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, thank you. Um, As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, Thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, worry, anger, self-pity, or foolish decisions. 
We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly, as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. Um, I will share on this line that says, um, we become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly, as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. And I just think that's such a uh, an appealing line. And yet the way to get to become more efficient is not to avoid pain. And it reminds me of the paragraph I read in Acceptance was the answer in the big book. He said the old way was he used to make all kinds of lists for Max and him to do to control the external environment so that they could become comfortable. But after re- after recovery, they lived a different way, that they would turn their wills over, and they learned that they that life kept getting simpler and easier as they reversed the old idea by taking care of the internal environment via the 12 steps and letting the external environment take care of itself, however it happens. We just allow it, and we, we learn from it. You know, we can learn from anything. And anyhow, thank you for letting me share, and that's it for now. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. And would anyone like to share on this paragraph? This is Bella. Can I share? Yes, Bella. Go ahead. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Monica, for for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. When agitated or doubtful, yes, the purpose of the program is uh, to teach us that we are not perfect and we will never be perfect. The goal is to do the best we can one day at a time. We are looking for progress and not for, pre- for perfect. It's impossible. There is no human being in this world that is perfect. And yes, we did our a list of character character defects, and yes, I accept and admit now that I have my character defects, and I will always have them. I just have to deal with them, to work with them, to do the best I can one day at a time. Now I am connected to the power of acceptance, and God is perfect, and God is perfect and i will never be a god i i i i have to stop playing god and yes sometimes i am agitated and sometimes i am angry yes it happened but now the program teach me how to deal with this and the first thing that i am connected to god i am connected to the power of love and respect I know that I am not going to be punished. I know I am accepted. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Star one to unmute. Suji. Suji and Paula, I think. That would be correct on the Paula. Okay, good. All right. Sue, go ahead, and then Paula. Okay, good morning, Monica and everybody. Thanks for your sharing and willingness, et cetera. 
And this is Suji from southeastern Pennsylvania, recovered in my home here. Um, yeah, I really like this paragraph of I think pause and ask. So those are those are the big anchor points to me here in this step eleven. And and I think of the journey we've talked about. We're going, we go in our steps in order, and we go from step three to step eleven. And and my take on this, um, somewhat from the wise gurus from the AA. Um, the the step masters, uh, that pair of guys, that um, in step three, we give our will, our thoughts, and our life, our actions, to the higher power, to God. And in step 11, we receive the right thought or action, God's will for our life, from God. And pausing and asking makes me think of stop and pray and then listen for an answer and and I like the um, little saying about um, listen to learn share to heal and I think of step three like that that I'm listening to learn at that stage of the game and sharing to heal and in step 11 I'm stopping to pray I'm sharing sharing with my higher power and then I'm listening to learn. I'm I'm waiting, I'm meditating, waiting for an answer. Waiting waiting with hope, waiting with patience. Thanks for letting me share, I passed. Thank you, Suji. Paula, you're up. Good morning. This would be Paula and thank you for your service, Monica, on this day. You know, I'm gonna start with that first line because what a start that is. As we go through the day, and that's it. How do I go through the day? And hear the instruction, interaction, but this is the action, and this action is to stop and to pause. So much action in that, so much transformation in that. When agitated or doubtful, and that comes, that comes, that comes with life for the right thought or action. See, I understood about the wrong thought or action. I just didn't want to reap the consequences of it. But here we're given the right thought or action if we ask God. And then I reap something differently. Then I reap a life full of peace. We constantly remind ourselves again. We constantly remind ourselves we're not running the show. Why do I have to constantly? Because somehow I slip back. Oh, no. I understand now that I am going back, and I must continue to go forward humbly. And there another word, humbly. Look at the words in themselves, saying to ourselves, you don't have to tell me. Because, see, I'm always with me. I may not be always with you. Saying to ourselves many times each day, each day and hear the transformation, thy will be then. Thy will be done. I've taken myself out of the picture. You know, in the big book, I realize now as I continue to learn how many times is the word I mentioned, oh, I thought I was rather generous. I said, oh, I bet with us compulsive eaters and alcoholics and and other addictions, I bet it's at least a 1,000 times. How about over 7,000 times? That's why this is a transformation. 
total and complete. Not my will. I is out of the picture. Thy will be done. Thank you for allowing me to share. That I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? This Barbara, is Judy, Sonia, Judy. Okay, wait a minute. Barbara, Janice, Judy. Who else? Sonia. Sonia. Okay, Barbara, Janice, Judy, and Sonia. Barbara, you're up. Thank you. This is Barbara, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. This is absolutely one of the most important reminders for me, and that is that I am not running the show. I am not trying to arrange life according to my directions, as we've read in previous passages. Let me be the director, the lights, camera, action, because that was a big part of my needing to go to food or thinking that food was going to be the answer because I was exhausted. I was tired. I couldn't manage my own life. I couldn't begin to manage everybody else's life, which was my desire and the way I operated. That was my way, the old way. So it was exhausting. As it says, I'm not going to tire so easily if I say, Thy will be done, not just in the morning, but I love the repetition of the word constantly, constantly remind. So I have to, for me, fill my day with abstinence is the root and the base, and that is God's will for me. Because if I'm not abstinent, I can't begin to be sane. I can't begin to be useful. So that is the absolute necessary, as it says, springboard and foundation. Then I can fill the day with reminders of when I tend to go, I have a house full of people for Fourth of July weekend, kids, grandkids, cousins, their cousins, dogs, and I want to I wanna put everybody where they belong and wind them up and have them do. Well, I have to constantly say, God help me, and very often remove myself physically from the scene uh, so that I'm not in there uh, trying to put on the director's cap. And I'm not getting so tired. I'm not... I mean, I do get tired, but it's not getting too tired uh, so that I can function and live and be useful. Um, And the idea of doing quiet time in the morning is essential. I love, as it says, those morning hours where I can be who I'm supposed to be without other things reminding me of who I should be. But I can't just run on automatic from that morning wind-up. I have to sprinkle the day with... um, a book here and there, pause time scheduled so that um, so that I'm going through portions of the day. If I'm planning, you know, meals and meal times, I, I have to plan the life in between the meal times. Otherwise, I slip back to the old way, which I definitely don't want to go to. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Barbara. And Janice, you're up. Good morning to you, Monica, and everyone on Vision for You. My name is Janice, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Oh, this paragraph. I mean, um, I am such a quick forgetter. (laughs) I have to practice this and practice this and practice this in order to get it, and I still do it. I mean, recovered or not, I I still can feel myself sometimes getting agitated at my husband, and then I feel it, and I feel it, and then if I don't do something about it, like ask my higher power or say the serenity prayer, I will get angry, 
<laughs> I will get angry. You know, you get agitated a little bit, and then you get angry, and then I go into a rage. Well, you know, I used to rage before. Now I just get agitated and a little angry. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it just takes time to do this, and I'm still working on it on a daily basis. I don't do it and say, okay, I got that. I forget because I'm human and it, and it happens. I forget that I have a commitment. You know, I have a commitment to my higher power that, you know, I'm not running the show, Janice, you know, God is. And when I do let him in, these are the results that I am in much danger of excitement. It's true. It really is. I don't fear. I don't get as angry. I don't worry. I don't feel sorry for myself that maybe my husband isn't doing something the way that I want him to do. You know, and all that energy that, that I waste, that mental energy that I have in my head. Um, so the more that I do it, this vision comes into view. These results, the results of humbly saying, thy will be done, or for me I say the serenity prayer. And it calms me right down. But uh, because I'm an impulsive, compulsive overeater, <laughs> um, I'm very impulsive with my mouth. Uh, you know, whatever somebody says, boom, you know, right away. So I really have to learn to pause. But I'm a quick forgetter, but the more I do it, the more results I see, the better I get at it. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. And Judy, you're up. Hi, my name is Judy. I'm a compulsive overeater, Judy S. from upstate New York. Um, I read these paragraphs every morning and I need to do that because I need that constant reminder. And the word constantly is, you know, circled, underlined in my book because all through the day I have to constantly remind myself because as was shared, I forget. I forget to stop, to pause. Um, and it takes a lot of practice. Boy, we're, you know, I am... I've been doing my way for all my life. So the only way that I can, I know the only way that I can, you know, learn these things and um, is to daily throughout the day, um, constantly remind myself. And, and then saying to myself many times each day that I will be done. Um, I was inspired by uh, listening to Sally's story about, oh, sorry about that. Um, anyway, another member's story about um, thy will be done. And the chant is thy will, thy will, thy will be done. I'm yours and I trust you. And and I sing that in my head and it will come out at the, the uh, most amazing times. And um, but it's it's thy will be done. It, it's all over the book, and um, I am no longer running the show. But again, every day, every morning, I have to start out with that. You know, direct my thinking, and then thy will be done, or I get in trouble because um, I still still feel fear. I still feel anger and worry. But I know now that I have my higher power, and uh, thy will be done. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Judy. And Sonia, you're up. Good morning, everybody. My name is Sonia. I'm a compulsive overeater from Minnesota. 
grateful to be here this morning and grateful for the promises that are in this paragraph. Um, you know, we, we are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. That's a promise. We become much more efficient. That's a promise. We do not tire so easily for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. That's a promise. But again, you know, as has already been shared, it's always when there are promises, there are conditions that need to be placed. I got to create an environment that will allow these promises in my life. And, and that environment is, is created moment to moment. And I'm hardwired for pessimism and negative thinking because that's how they survived back when the beasts were chasing them in early human times. So I have to make it a constant and continuous and stand guard at the gates of my mind. And as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. So that tells me that agitated or doubtful are the symptoms and the treatment is to ask for the right thought or action. Well, then I go into, well, what is the right thought or action in this moment? Well, if we boil it down to what our co-founder said, it, it all comes down to love and service. So how can... I be more loving, how can I be of service in this moment, in this moment? And thy will be done. Well, what is God's will? Well, love and service. And if that doesn't do it for me, then I can always go to the four absolutes of the Oxford groups, with which our co-founders, Bill and Bob, referenced when they were looking for what's my next right action. You know, is it ugly or is it beautiful? Well, if it's ugly, what I want to do or say, it's probably not thy will. Is it true or is it false? You know, if it's not true, it's probably not thy will. Is it selfless or is, is it selfish? And if it's selfless, then it's probably closer to God's will than selfish. Is it on purpose? And purity was is the, the fourth absolute. But what that really boils down to is, is the next right thought or action um, that I'm going to take, is it on purpose? purpose with step zero that abstinence first no matter what or I don't even get a chance to figure out what's agitating or doubt, doubtful to me at this moment because I'm in a food fog and I'm or I'm focused on getting the next bite. So, you know, there's there's the conditions that I need to create in my mind and from that the promises will come and I just think it's amazing paragraph after paragraph in this book you know we're given the conditions the actions that need to happen and we get the hope of the promises thank you thank you Sonia would anyone else like to share on this paragraph it's Irini okay uh, Irini I think I heard Anna Anybody else? Jason. Jason, and there's someone else. Lavia. Leah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, gosh. Rabia. Leah. 
Okay. And I'm probably missing somebody, and hopefully you'll come back. Irini, Anna, Jason, Rabia, and Leah. Irini, you're on. Thank you, Monica. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Okay. We are constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, many, many times each day, thy will be done. I mean, that's a humble attitude and, and, a, and to have a willingness to obey. I mean... The whole purpose is to change from self-centered to the other-centered with a capital O, and that is God-centered. And it's all about aligning my thinking, my words, and my actions with God's purpose and plan. And my plan in the past never worked, and it only got me into trouble. But obeying God's plan always has worked for me. It's acknowledging that Who's important? Am I going to listen to myself? Or am I going to listen to God? Who am I putting first? Am I putting myself first? Or am I putting God first? It's living with spiritual eyes. And that's so beautiful to me. That's so yummy to me. Because by living with spiritual eyes, just as long as I'm holding his hand because I do let go of his hands, and then my human eyes come back. My spiritual thinking is there, and it saves me. It's about doing the right thing and no longer doing what I feel like doing. It's having a thy will be done attitude. The will is it's his word, and in order to have peace of mind, and all love in my heart, I want, I thirst to listen and to do what he would have me do. And this is what fills me with joy and peace and love. And what a gift, what a blessing, what a miracle, and what an honor. I am so grateful to do thy will, not mine, be done. I thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you, Irini and Anna. You're up. Hi, uh, this is Anna. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I'm sorry, Anna. Oh no, it's okay. Um, I'm Anna. I'm a compulsive um, reader. I'm gratefully recovered one day at a time in this program. Um, I'm from New York, but I'm calling y'all from Asheville, North Carolina today. So I'm grateful to to be on the line. Um, yeah, I this. Um, Part of the big book is something that I read every day. Um, many of us do, I'm sure. And um, I, when I read it every day, I read it to find, um, to be reminded of, of what what actions um, that I need to take every day for my recovery and to stay connected to my higher power. But I also read it every day to find something new. Um, and... So recently what struck me and why I wanted to share was just on these pages that we're talking about, um, the part where it says that we ask 
we pause and we ask for our, you know, when we're confused, what our next right thought or action should be. I always understood the action part. I always asked, you know, higher power, what should, you know, God, what should my, I call my God, Big Daddy. So I was always like, Big Daddy, what's my next right action? You know, what what is it here? But my next right thought, I never thought was, I just didn't think about that. I skipped right over that. So um, really grateful to be reminded of that and hear us talking about that today because this disease begins for me in my thinking. It roots in my thinking. It's definitely a dual um, you know, that addiction of obsession and compulsion and craving all rooted in the physical, emotional, and spiritual. But boy, is it ever in my thinking. Um, because when the food is set down, it's that crazy phenomenon of, you know, the craving, the physical craving is set aside, but there's still that obsession of the mind that can happen. So whenever that comes up, often I have to ask, Hey, what is what is my thinking here? Help me help me with my thinking. And how how do I get help with that? Reading this, following these directions. Also speaking to others in the fellowship that I really trust and who I know work the steps and work this program and hearing what they've done before me that worked for them. And often my higher power speaks to me about my thinking and my actions through others as well. And I'm just really grateful today for this program. And I'm grateful um, to be traveling somewhere that's a little more remote and have access to a meeting. So thank you guys for listening and thank each and every person on the line for uh, being here and being of service today. Your presence is being of service. Um, I'm going to leave my number. It's 917-684-5033 if you would like to make an outreach call. Again, it's 917-684-5033. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Anna. Jason, you're up. Hello. Can you hear me? I sure can. Great. Uh, Good morning, everybody. Thank you for all of your wonderful, powerful shares. I'm just so grateful for this meeting. I've been attending this meeting every day for this entire year and many days last year. And uh, I don't always speak up, but I, I am, you know, almost every morning I'm here present and uh, just so grateful um, to everybody on this line. The sentence that really stands out to me or part of a sentence is, uh, it says, we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. Um, I've been recently detailing my fourth step inventory, and, and this line really stood out to me because, you know, I'm working on, you know, looking through in detail all of the harms that I've caused. I've already worked through my fears and my resentments and uh, my sexual conduct, and now I'm looking at the harms that I've done. And, um, you know, basically when when... I was you know, the root of my addiction is my selfish selfishness, which is rooted in my ego, and you know basically chasing around my desires, um, which is complete selfishness, and that would burn up my energy foolishly. I mean, I'm 41 years old now, and, and I spent you know the first 40 years of my life 
burning my energy foolish like this. You know, all about me, all about what I need, all about my desires. And, um, you know, and the result was was nil. You know, it was, um, you know, it's a miracle that I'm not dead or in prison. It's a miracle that I, I have, um, you know, my health today. So, you know, I burned up so much energy. And, uh, you know, over the last couple of days, I've just started to, you know, get out of bed. I, I have a daily spiritual practice that I've engaged in for some time now. And, and now it's really starting to deepen to a new level. You know, before, as soon as I get out of bed, I'm, I'm getting on my knees and, uh, and I'm praying. And I think that, you know, listening to everybody shares over the last couple of days has really inspired me to do that. And uh, I am checking in throughout the day. That's what this paragraph is all about, is, is checking in throughout the day. And, and, you know, usually if I'm feeling triggered um, and want to pick up, which is very, very rare these days, actually. I had my food down for almost six months. And if I'm feeling triggered, you know, the first thing I do is just surrender. I surrender it over to my higher power. And, uh, you know, I don't use this exact language, but on an essential level, Basically, I'm doing the same thing um, as I'm surrendering. So I, I need reminders. I need lots of reminders from my friends in the program, and and I just need to keep remembering to surrender. And that's what what it means. You know, that to me, that's what I hear is Thy will not Thy will be done, not mine. Is an act of surrender. So um, I'm just trying to remember how to um, trying to remember to surrender as often as I can throughout my day, and. Um, Thank you for allowing me to share, everybody. Have a wonderful day. With that, I pass. Thank you, Jason. And Rabia, you're up. Good morning, everyone. This is Rabia, a recovered compulsive eat from New York. And thank you, everybody, for your service. And um, speaking of every single line in this, paragraph and the 11-step promises, um, what a beautiful vision, and, and reminds me again that freedom is not free. Uh, for me to have these 11-step promises in my life, I have a lot of work to do, and, uh, and I have been the last couple of days. Um, it says here, we pause and we ask. We pray. So that's an action, and that's not an easy action for me because on the previous page, um, it says when I pray, when I ask God for inspiration or a decision or an intuitive thought, then I relax. I take it easy. I don't struggle. That's a big action for me. And as I shared on the line two days ago, uh, Tuesday, I had a very long, toxic day in my character defects, and and I woke up Wednesday morning with a toxic emotional hangover, and, and after the vision meeting, I did a 10-step turnaround, and I was able to, to thank God for illuminating to me these character defects that are so glaring in my life right now and and so i I have spent two days um 
in quietude and relaxing, not struggling, and um, and being in in prayer with God and 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 praying that the sixth and seventh step having these uh, character defects removed. And and I have an amends to make, and it wasn't right to make it right away because. Uh, because I, I really need to be guided in doing it because it's not about another I'm sorry, you know, and it, and I need to wait because I also want this other person to apologize to me <laughs> and I have to be absolutely willing to not expect that and that's not at all what my amends is about. It's about, it's about me and cleaning up my side of the street and so that I can do loving service for God and to do God's will for me in my life, whatever that looks like. Um, and I can't know what that looks like when I'm in the middle of these toxic character defects. And and so I, I am ready this morning. This I love this paragraph. I love that we're talking about it. It's such a practical way of living, this design for living, these precise instructions have shown me the last two days exactly what I need to do. And to get out of my own way, to be back in the sunlight of the spirit. And I woke up in so much more peace today. I'm more aware of the um, amends I'm going to make. and, um, and, And it's because really of these directions in the big book and all of your sharing every morning and understanding line by line uh, the beauty of this book and these directions. And with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Rabia. And Leah, you're up. Thanks so much, Monica. So, again, the big book is giving me, uh, you know, definite and valuable suggestions as to how I'm going to improve my conscious contact with my higher power. And, of course, you know, conscious contact is the whole purpose of the program. <laughs> conscious contact with my higher power is the whole purpose of this program of recovery. So it's instructing me here, as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. You know, for me, living these suggestions um is the art of remaining undisturbed. It's my ticket to freedom because even though, you know, we're recovered at this point, uh, we never rise above being human. You know, I'm still vulnerable uh, to, you know, my human instinct. I mean, thank God it's not like the way I used to be in active addiction. In active addiction, it was much like those old-fashioned pinball machines where you pull back that spring and that metal ball is catapulted around the pinball game and you've got, you know, the lights flashing and ding, 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 the bells are ringing and the bumpers are going and that's exactly the way I live from situation to circumstance, you know, never giving forethought, only reacting rather than responding. And, you know, the program of recovery allows me that opportunity to pause, to pray and use spiritual energy before responding. You know, please, God, direct my thinking. Please, God, allow me to connect with your unlimited source, you know, much like oxygen, as if you were visiting a patient in the hospital and you bend over 
to wish him well, and you notice that his face is turning blue and his lips are turning purple, and you look down and you realize and are horrified by the fact that you're stepping on his oxygen tube. And that's exactly what happens to someone like me if I'm not connecting with my oxygen, meaning my higher power. You know, I will become disturbed. And disturbed might mean agitation, it might mean restlessness, it might mean some irritability. The point of these suggestions is for me to, uh, you know, to rid myself of that spiritual debris and sludge and open that vessel up so that I can breathe deeply that oxygen that is constantly available. You know, prayer does not change God. Prayer changes me. And this process is an act of my free will. You know, following these suggestions that we're studying here in Step 11, this is an act of my free will. This is, this is allowing myself to cooperate and be placed in harmony with God and in harmony with the universe. And, and I, I say to my higher power, I say to God, you know, I will that your will be done. Please, God, I will that your will be done. You know, let me, let me be governed and dominated by your will, not dominated or governed by my emotion or my reaction or my wishes or my demands or my specifications on this particular issue, circumstance, or interaction. Let me, your will uh, dominate me. Your your uh, principles dominate me. You know, that's the proper use of the will, a change from my willfulness to willingness. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. And this is Monica, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Wow. You know, step 11 here is giving us some uh, really explicit directions on what we need to do to keep fit spiritually so we can... Um, maintain, keep, grow, and what we've been given as a result of going through the steps. And as we go through the day, we pause. When agitated or doubtful, you know, agitated, upset, disturbed, distracted. You know, for me, it's sometimes it's just this little antsy feeling. You know, I can't, I can't put my finger on it, but there's an antsy feeling there going around. And doubtful, I, can, I also um, interpret that as being a little fearful. So, Monica, when you find yourself being a little antsy or fearful about something, and before all I could tell you that I was antsy, you know, I didn't know what that was. It was that black swirling tornado inside of me and I didn't know what it was. Today I do as a result of doing the work and my inventory. It's my resentments. It's my dishonesty. It's my fear. It's my um, self-seeking actions, you know, and... And doubtful, and I also know my fears. And so today I'm able to pause because I realize what, you know, I'm feeling here. I'm feeling something because Monica kept everything buried with food, so you didn't feel anything. And it's like, okay, all right, a little antsy here. Okay, what's going on? And I pause. And immediately I will ask God to remove it. And that's part of our instructions on page 84 with step 10. We ask God at once to remove them. 
And we constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. You know, it's not them. It's me always trying to run the show. And my experience, my history has shown me, this work has shown me, Monica, how'd that work for you, girl? Well, it didn't. It didn't. I was a miserable, unhappy person. But today, as a result of doing this work, life is wonderful, you know? But life still happens, you know? I still get those agitations, you know? I still get those little resentments. I still get fears. But today, I have an action plan, you know? Our chapter, Into Action. I've got explicit instructions here what to do. And that's a good thing for Monica, as a compulsive overeater, to have explicit instructions here. What to do on awakening. What to think, what to pray, what to think and pray on retiring. And then here, what do I do during the course of the day? Um, you know, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Because my will didn't work very well. <laughs> and um, But when I stop and pause and I ask, for God's will. You know, what's the right thing to do here? Like was mentioned earlier. You know, if I was a little dishonest yesterday, then, you know, let's work on being really honest today, Monica. And when I do that, that's doing God's will. I'm happier. And as a result of all this, and it says, we are in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. You know, Somebody might say something and hurt my feelings, and boy, I was on that little hamster wheel around and around with all these thoughts and this and that and everything else, and spend hours, you know, in myself and miserable with all this junk. Today, I don't have to do that. God, when we pray, we ask, we talk to God. Please remove this from me. And I frequently say to him, you know, God... It's crazy Monica down here again, and um, I really need your help here. And it says, as we do all this, we become much more efficient. Yeah, I'm not jumping on that hamster wheel and going around getting nowheres. And I'm not so tired anymore, for we're not burning up energy foolishly. And I will pass with that, and we will continue on and finish this chapter. And Sharon R.S., would you finish this, finish this chapter for us, please? Star one to unmute, Sharon. Yes. Good morning. Hi, Monica. I had to push a bunch of buttons on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Monica. Good morning to all who are on the line. This is Sharon, and I am a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. It works. It really does. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in a the simple way we have just outlined. This is not all. There is action, more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is devoted entirely to step 12. So this is a, a nice little conclusion to the program that's of action that's been laid out for us. And 
the thing that it's this is like a pause to just give us a moment to reflect over what we have just learned the the first 11 steps have laid out a program of action we've if we've used these these steps we have found that our lives are beginning to change we have found that this program of recovery works it really does it's it's exciting we have come from being an undisciplined lot uh, that alcoholics are undisciplined addicts are undisciplined i was uh, on a race to the bottom in when i was in my addiction i was i could i was spiraling down and down and i felt like uh, for me the the i was unable to work i i my life was getting worse and worse and worse uh, I had was a, had started off as a professional, had lost my job, and and I remember walking down the street, and of course I had my had food, you know, bags of food with me, and I thought if something doesn't change in my life, here I am. Uh, I think I think at the time I was in my 30s, late 30s, and I thought, I'm going to have to move back with my parents. I am not going to be able to take care of myself. I'm not going to be able to continue to live on my own. And I started working the the 12-step program. I, it, I didn't get the recovery that I now have, but I did begin to recover. And I found that this program of recovery, it works. It really does. But I, being undisciplined, it was very, very difficult to stick with it. I would I, I would start and stop and uh, get on and get off and get on and get off. And I was so undisciplined when I came in that to stick with this structured program of recovery, to stick with the steps, was very very difficult for me and until I 12 years ago I finally it finally clicked that I had to work these steps every day throughout the day I had to stick with this structured disciplined program with this simple but not easy way of living and one of the things that I do every day to help me to stick with this simple program of recovery, to make sure I stay in this recovery program, is I stick with my fellows. I make sure that throughout the day, I'm keeping my fellows in, in mind. I'm picking up that telephone, keeping in touch with them. I'm working my program of recovery by sticking close to my sponsor contacting her regularly and when I first started this program and and I'm not going to be long I'm going to wrap up with this trying to stick with close to my discipline of three minutes but I just want to say that I when I started this program I acted as if 
I was a, a soldier entering the army uh, where I just took instructions. I was like that teenager that that wants to become a soldier. You, it goes from undisciplined to disciplined. I just followed instructions, and I did what I was told, and I got what my sponsor got by just doing what I was told one day at a time. And with that, I passed. Thank you, Sharon. Um, we've come to the end of our time here. And I would like to thank everyone who has shared. And we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Chelsea, can you read that for us, please? Yes, I can. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for your service, Monica. Chelsea, Recover Compulsive Overeater for today. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you, Chuck.